Hello, email Blonsky here. Eric's going to have to take a break today because I uh, partied a little bit too hardy last night, so he's going to have to take a little bit of a break in the calming chair. But regardless, we'll be here for the Infinity Watch podcast. We got episode seven of She-Hulk to talk about. Whole expansive trip to my special retreat. Didn't see any of my wives anywhere about, though, so maybe they're just a little bit too tired for me fucking them constantly all day. Wow. Regardless, welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. That slipped a little Australian there for a second. Nah, that's I. That's okay. We're just bouncing all over, the, you know. And first of all, my name is Tommy. My co-host Eric. Hello. We both uh, feeling pretty rough this morning, but we're <laughs> yeah, here. We're both dying. We're here for the Infinity Watch podcast. This is episode sixteen, season three. She Sounds Hulk. right. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, do I uh, do I drop the f bomb in the intro? And I'm like, eh, if you're listening to this podcast, you, yeah, you know what you're in. For. You, you know what you're getting. Right? And if you're a new listener, I mean, now you now you know what you're getting. Yeah, throw them into the deep end. Yep. So, welcome to the podcast. We're here to talk about episode seven of She Hulk. I can't believe there's only two episodes left. I feel like uh, we're heading into like another gigantic climax where a lot of stuff needs to happen. Yes, agreed. Um, but I feel like there's less, um, I don't know, it's just like a less serious show, and I kind of like it. Yeah. And so it doesn't feel as um, necessary to like really tie it up as much as some of the other shows. Yes, so. agree with that. But I'm also wondering, like, how much of a cliffhanger are we going to get here at the end? So Yeah, I feel like... I th- I wouldn't be shocked if it's a pretty major cliffhanger because I and I think I now don't remember if we were talking about this on or off the podcast, but it does feel like Marvel is is about to go into like Hulk mania here because they are getting the rights back to like all things Hulk pretty soon. So it feels like they're just setting themselves up for that. All right, so I'm gonna push all my chips in on a close up of Ched's eyes turning red. Oh, oh, yeah, that's very possible. All in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't bet against that. Oh, man. We'll see, though. We'll see. Um, but before we get too into Hulkmania ourselves, um, you know, despite the fact that we had D23 already this year, we had San Diego Comic-Con this year, this week, in between our podcasts, so much happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, the biggest of which we'll, we will start with is Ryan Reynolds announcing that Hugh Jackman will be back for Deadpool 3 playing Wolverine. Insane. Just mind, mind blowing news that I don't think anyone expected. I'm not sure what I expected for Deadpool 3, but I, I guess I just thought Hugh was done. He was done, done. Yeah, especially, I mean, the last time, how old is he now? He, I know he's in his 50s. Let's see, but... Hugh Jackman age. 53. Okay, that, so that's, that's not, not too like, bad. Yeah, and I mean, he's got all the Hollywood uh, HGH and shit at his disposal, so that probably helps a lot. But still, getting Wolverine ripped at 53 years old is a task. Dude, just like Got looking at him ripped in Logan, it's just I couldn't. Oh my gosh, you can imagine. I was reading an article. I think it was from Matt Damon last week about how much he hated having to get into really good shape for the Bourne movies. Uh, <laughs> That's like, like the lowest tier of Hollywood. Really good in shape. I'm like, listen, uh, Matt Damon, you're worth like almost two hundred million dollars. All right. I wish I hated it too. Yep. Um, but yeah, there was two videos that were quite funny. The first of which was um, Ryan Reynolds, you know, talking. And then like at the very end, Hugh Jackman walks by and he asks him if he wants to be in the movie. And he's just like, yeah, sure. 
and then that's it. But uh, they released a second one where, like, they explain what happens in the movie. But then um, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham! kicks in right as, like, they start talking. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was quite funny. And so not only was the news great, I thought the marketing behind it was just fucking stellar. Yeah, I mean, the Deadpool movies have some of the best marketing, I feel like, just consistently. Yeah, and really I guess there, there's, a, there's a lot of YouTube accounts that were able to do lip reading on the update. And so they do actually say <laughs> yeah. some stuff, but it's mostly just like them fighting and then, you know, doing all these different things. But um, I don't know. Very exciting news. I'm super hyped for this now. Uh, I need to go back and watch the other two Deadpool movies because it's been a little bit. But um, just the idea of Deadpool being rated R in the MCU is like a wet dream to me. I'm still skeptical they're going to hold to that. Yeah. We will. We'll we'll see, see. I guess. But I would hope that Ryan Reynolds would somehow be able to hold his ground. And it seems like Kevin Feige is supportive. So hopefully he can just do another one of his, well, we're doing it or I'm leaving kind of deals. Yeah. So I did did love in that video. (laughs) It's like, love you, Kevin Feige. (laughs) That's what makes me feel more confident about it. Because I feel like that's almost like... It's kind of like a like a backwards way of saying like, you know, I know it's like a joke, but it also felt like it had a double meaning to me. I don't know. Yeah. Might just be like, reading this too much is, into this it. Is, this project is fully supported. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I took that as for sure. Because um, I know a lot of people don't even know who Kevin Feige is, but. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's a great point. I feel like in our bubble. It's like, who the fuck doesn't know Kevin Feige? But probably the vast, vast majority of people who watch these movies. Right, right. There's a lot of people <laughs> that can't even name, like, the original Avengers and stuff like that. So Kevin Feige, they're like, I don't know. You know. Um, all right, but let's keep going. Um, lots of merchandise, lots of stuff coming out for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, basically, if you don't want to be spoiled, just don't click on anything for it because um, it's quite evident who's taking over as Black Panther at this point. Um, So that's my warning for you there. Um, There's also a lot of new stills that have come out, you know, kind of showing uh, Riri Williams, who's going to be playing Ironheart and how she's brought to Wakanda. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out because there's there's a lot of media coming out for this movie. Um, And Eric, you know, his hype, you can feel it from here. Yeah. Basically, if this movie isn't, uh, you know, Shawshank Redemption, he's going to be upset. <laughs> so we'll see. But it looks good. Everything looks really good. I it's mean, it just, looks amazing. There's a lot happening. There's certainly a lot happening, though. Apparently, um, for the first movie, it was actually pitched by the director to have a Namor post credit scene, which is interesting, but it didn't end up happening. And so supposedly that's been the, uh, the goal the entire time is to go to kind of Black Panther versus Namor, because it's kind of a classic comic rivalry. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it should be good. Speaking of rivalries, uh, Black Adam star Dwayne The Rock Johnson keeps kind of uh, making comments about whether we'll see Superman show up in the movie at all, (laughs) or if Black Adam will fight Superman. I don't know. Yeah, we won't. He won't. Yeah. That's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I just don't get the idea. Like, you can't tease something that obviously isn't going to happen. I think The Rock can. I think The Rock can do whatever he goddamn well pleases. Yeah, just wait and see for nothing. <laughs> or maybe they'll pull a Shazam where, like, you see the suit, but you don't see anything. Yeah, I could see. I, I believe that. But there's a 0% chance Henry Cavill is playing Superman and they're fighting in this movie for sure. Especially with the rumors that Henry Cavill's coming over to Marvel. Yeah, I mean, I think he could totally be in both, but I just don't think he is. Alrighty. So, not uh, good news in Blade Land. No. Because the director of Blade has now exited the project, and they are searching for a new director, as the reboot also gets a new writer. Um, you know, they, they release statements whenever these directors move on and man, if it's not just like the biggest steaming pile of bullshit, (laughs) okay, here's, here's Marvel's. It says due to continued shifts in our production schedule, 
Bassam is no longer moving forward as director of Blade, but will remain an executive producer on the film because we can't do anything else about that. We appreciate Bassam's <laughs> talent and all the work he's done getting Blade to where it is, which is basically nowhere. And then he released his own statement that said, It's been an honor working with the wonderful folks at Marvel. We were able to put together a killer cast and crew, but nothing much beyond that. Eager to see where the next director takes the film. And so um, a lot of people were like, uh-oh, this is not good news, because this has happened, you know, several times. But um, this dude, verified guy named Jeff Snyder on Twitter says, I'm told that the current Blade script is roughly 90 pages and features exactly two, in parentheses, lackluster action sequences. Mahershala said to be very frustrated with the process. Feige said to be spread too thin. But hey, that's just what sources are telling me. Don't shoot the messenger. Um, I looked into like a lot of different um, accounts that have spoilers and stuff, and it seems like this is less a Kevin Feige problem and more of like this director wasn't really doing enough. Yeah, is what I read, and so uh, basically it wasn't working, and so they're looking for someone else. And so, you want my prediction of the day? I think it's going to be Michael Giacchino. Oh, okay. Who directed Werewolf by Night. Yeah, it might be. If it's black and white, I'm uh I'm just going to bang my head up against the wall <laughs> probably. Yeah. It's all right. I'll I'll color it for you. I'll, I'll sit in uh, front of like a CRT TV and color it with dry erase markers as the great. scenes go on. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think that's likely. But I think it's just as likely, and this hurts my soul. I think it's just as likely this movie doesn't get made. Damn. See, I, I would. that's where I would strongly disagree, just because they've already started. Blade has actually already been in the MCU. In Eternals. That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and they've but, already started hinting towards that we had a character from the first issue of Blade show up in She-Hulk this week. Oh, int- I, I I did not know that. That's interesting. That vampire guy. Yeah, what is it, Saracen? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel like they've already uh, they've already started teasing it too much, and then we heard Mahershala Ali's voice, and so I I feel like we've kind of passed the time where like movies don't get canceled too much in the MCU anymore. I think really the only time has that ever happened was it Inhumans. Is that the only one to ever like not happen? No, there's been way more than that. But I, but I think they they. I mean, it, it depends on what your definition of canceled is. Because I think a few. Of, and I wish I could remember a specific example. I know they exist where they just like changed. It's like they're just like different movies. Yeah. Now. I guess I'm thinking of like, is there someone cast? Have they already started working on it? I don't know if that has really happened in the MCU. Like Edgar Wright's Ant-Man obviously changed. Yep. But like But Ant-Man. Yeah, we still got yeah. Ant-Man, right? Um and I don't think we ever got any casting for Inhumans or anything like that, obviously. But yeah, I would be very surprised if it didn't happen. It might just happen later than we expected it to. Well that it's for sure gonna happen later than we expect. It's not gonna hit. I think it's supposed to come out like early twenty twenty four at this point. That shit's not happening. Oh no, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to me that they only had so little done, but I also totally understand the whole Kevin Feige is stretched thin because I don't know how yeah. I don't know how like I feel stretched thin just talking about this shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Let alone working <laughs> on it. My yeah. goodness. But yeah, uh, it's kind of a bummer because it was very exciting to, to hear his voice in Eternal. So it's one of my favorite parts of that entire movie. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a big if you listen to the last uh, either the last season or two seasons ago of the Infinity War. No, or maybe our last podcast. At some point, I did a pretty intense blade breakdown. It was the hardest I've ever worked on this podcast by far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it was last <laughs> um, season, right? I don't know if it was even this podcast, to be honest. No, it was. That was it was so, for sure. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I, I'll check and see if it was okay. last season. 
But um, but I fucking love Blade. Uh, like all of them, even the shitty third one. There's like I have a nostalgia for. I'm I never call it good, but it's uh very nostalgic. And Ryan Reynolds is great in it. But um, those yeah, those movies are so fun, and I want a good new Blade movie so bad. And Maher- and I always pronounce this guy's name wrong. Mahershala. Mahershala. Yeah. Uh. Um, such an amazing choice to play Blade, and I just, uh, I just want a new good Blade movie so bad, and I want a Blood Rave, and I know we won't get one. But oh, yeah, I think but that I was last one. season. I took those episodes down. So I don't think you can watch them anymore. Dang. Well, I bet you wish you heard the most effort I ever put in <laughs> to the Infinity Watch podcast. I might have to. I might have to find it and uh, and. <laughs> And throw it up there. Oh no, that was yeah, that was like season one actually. Um, yeah, it was a long what time. Is, ago. What is the, what is the ice skating line? What is it? Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Oh my gosh, <laughs> just amazing. Because that the fun part about that podcast, I had never seen the Blade. Movie. Yes, yes. And so, man, what a ride! Yeah. That first yeah, I one I love though. It's so good. The second one's even better. The third one is dog shit, but in the funniest way. Uh, yeah, you because, just gotta have fun with it. Yeah, because Wesley Snipes uh, did not want to be there and did not want to do it, and so there are scenes where he would refuse to ho- open his eyes on set, and they had to CGI him opening his eyes. <laughs> Dude, that's just like the craziest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh my god, it's so good. I and can't then, believe uh, he doesn't get work anymore. <laughs> yeah um but no but th- in my research for that episode it really made me sympathize with wesley snipes and like some of the stories like i learned a little more about some of yeah, the stories like about how he's being crazy stuff. on set yeah. yeah yeah and and i totally get uh i t- i totally get his frustrations but um there's one who do you remember who plays whistler it's not jeff bridges it's the guy who no. looks exactly like jeff uh, bridges. here let's see whistler actor uh, Chris, Van- oh Chris Christopherson. Yeah, of course, Chris Christopherson. He calls somebody a fucking nipplehead, which is like the funniest, the funniest insult, dude. <laughs> just because so he's cringe. a bald guy, and he just calls him a fucking nipplehead. Like a nipplehead. <laughs> Wild. Oh, those movies are legendary. I'm gonna watch one today. It's October. It's time for Blade. It's time for Blade. Gotta do it. Yeah, I think I might have to add that to the uh, Halloween movie rotation. But, um, but yeah, no. The reason I think it might be Michael Giacchino is first. Social reactions are praising Werewolf by Night. It's been getting really good reviews, like not mixed reviews. Uh, like Werewolf by Night is deliciously twisted and a fantastic tribute to classic monster movies. Michael Giacchino killed it. Um, super violent with a morbid sense of humor and plenty of heart. Um, you know, people are 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 loving this, and the ratings on uh Rotten Tomatoes. I think it was like sitting at a hundred last time I checked. Wow! And so, uh, I think IndieWire gave it a B plus, which is pretty good. I mean, it's just it's, usually you get like some that are pretty mixed, but it seems like people like this for what it is. You know, um, so. Take that however you will, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy people are liking it. I, I don't think there's any way I could ever sit down and watch this. You just can't I, do the black and white, huh? No, I mean, I did it with WandaVision, and I hated every fucking second. And in general, I would assume I'd be much more interested in WandaVision's story. Because I was interested in the story, I just can't do black and white TV. I just can't do it. <laughs> That comes out this week, right? Whoa, does it really? Let's see. Werewolf by Night released. I thought it was the 6th. Oh, it's the 7th. Yeah. Wow. So it comes out on, uh, what day is the 7th? Is that Thursday? Unsure. I gotta pull up my handy dandy calendar here. No, that's Friday. So... Yeah, I mean, I hope it's good. It's I just can I can do a full me. black and white report on it. Yes, I, I I would love that. I I will very much 
enjoy your retelling of it way more than I could ever enjoy watching it. <laughs> Similar to my retelling of Eternals. <laughs> yes. It's a much better retelling than uh, <laughs> the actual end product. So, um, But moving on, uh, we got rumors that Moon Knight and X-Men 97 writer Bo DeMeo is rumored to be overhauling Blade's screenplay. So, take from that what you will. We don't know what if X-Men 97 is good or not. We know what we think of Moon Knight. So, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Moon Knight, I guess, is kind of, like, darker. But, uh... Oh, I, I just realized that Blade's release date wasn't even 2024. It was November 23, uh, 2023. Oh, yeah, there's what a fucking joke, no dude. chance. They don't no even have, chance. like, a fucking script. Yeah. Oh, man. That sucks. That but does yeah. suck. Man, uh, just the... I don't understand yeah, the scripts in Hollywood. It just seems like a fucking mess. They're always just bouncing all over the place. But uh, I guess that guy's working on it, so we'll see. I hope it's good. Fingers crossed. All right. This piece of news I thought was crazy. Thunderbolts. Marvel Studios may be looking to recast... General Thunderbolt Ross <laughs> with Harrison Ford as a possible contender. Oh. Never will this happen. This no. will never. Because what? He's going to be in the movie, then he's going to die or something. Yeah. I mean, no. Dude is old. Harrison Ford, but yeah. Also, I don't think he's going to ever be interested in doing anything like that. No, I wouldn't want him to be because he would hate every second of it. Be like, can I wear my Indiana Jones hat? <laughs> yeah. I just I saw this article and I just started shaking my head before I even read it. It's like there's no way this will ever happen. So this was Jeff Snyder again, the same dude on Twitter, breaking via the Hot Mike podcast because yeah, that's a that's a good source. <laughs> Though Marvel insiders deny he has been cast in the movie at this time, multiple sources indicate that Harrison Ford either is or was the studio's top choice to star in Thunderbolts as the general himself. It's unclear if he already passed. He didn't already pass. He just laughed and walked away. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah, almost definitely. Dude, um, when like pass on Star Wars, he's not going to come do this movie. Right. It's like this guy fucking hates nerd culture. Yep. Like, why would he be in a Marvel movie? And if they throw enough money to get him at him to get him to begrudgingly do it, that's not the right solution. Like, put some, first of all, put somebody in there who's got more than five years of their life left. Right, right. And so, no disrespect, and, and again, yeah, but damn, he's old. Come yeah, on. Yeah, that's exactly. No, zero disrespect. But like, people get old and die. That's just a fact of life. And Harrison Ford is fucking ancient. Yep. Plus, he's, and he's going to crash his plane tomorrow, anyways. So, like, <laughs> for the 15th time. So, like, yep. Just a crazy It'd be like risk. a World War One, you know, the Red Baron's plane. He'll just be flying. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's an insane risk for a guy who is not going to want to be there. So if this is true, and and wouldn't be able to even if he wanted, right, right. I, crazy, crazy call. I do not want this to happen. I love Harrison Ford, but I do not want this to happen. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah. I am pretty excited they're recasting Thunderbolt Ross. I think that's a good move. Yeah, which did that, you know, just the concept of of uh, recasting him, it can go either one of two ways. Well, the movie's called Thunderbolts, so it seems like he needs to be in it. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> um, but then on the other hand, it's like, hey, is, is Red Hulk not going to be Ched? I don't know. God, man. I don't, I don't want to get my hopes up. Yeah. So, but there you go. There's a little bit of hope for you. Um, Sucking on that hopium. Mm, mm, mm. I've never heard that phrase before, but I love it. <laughs> um, but I, I read this article. I was like, I had to check to make sure I wasn't on the onion. It said, uh, Iron Fist star Finn Jones hopes to return as Danny Rand <laughs> Dude, for Heroes for Hire with it. Luke Cage. Stop it, Finn Jones. That is not going to happen. I yeah. had I, the problems with Iron Fist were, were not Finn Jones's fault, but there's too much hatred toward him. Didn't he like not do any of? Or, I don't know if he didn't have time or like they. It they, was yeah. 
basically he, never rehearsed any of the fighting scenes or whatever. Yeah, but I think from what I remember, and even just giving like the most basic benefit of the doubt, it, it had to have been a time thing. Like, there's no way that given the appropriate resources, he would have just been like, nah, I'm not going to do all this kung fu shit that this entire character is based around. <laughs> like, so I don't really, blame him. But He was the only one that I didn't really feel fit the character super perfect i don't know like mike coulter great luke cage yep you know jessica jones wonderful yep um daredevil great he was just kind of like i don't know you're all right you're a white guy that's got like blonde hair i guess (laughs) but then again i I also wanted to see that mask a little bit more yeah that's for sure um i don't know yeah i i mean i wouldn't hate giving him a second chance but i but i don't think it's gonna happen i mean people fucking hate that guy for (laughs) i I think the uh so it's a little unfair to be honest how much the internet hates that guy yeah yeah it's kind of like you know yeah the actor didn't put the nipples on the batman suit but (laughs) You know, it's just, oh, that's that's just a great uh, that's a great phrase for don't hate the actor. The actor didn't put the nipples on the Batman suit. You know how long Ryan Reynolds had to work to absolve himself of Green Lantern? He had to work which, a bit. yeah, which also wasn't his fault. Right. Take Watiti's also in that movie, but most people don't remember that. Yeah, I uh, I I actually watched. I don't remember why, but I saw like yeah. half of that movie recently and I was why like, would holy shit. It? Um, it's not, that movie is not terrible. The CGI is terrible, but that movie in general yeah, is not the, terrible. They put the mask on him in post. Oh man. The, a crazy decision. Crazy decision. All right. I saved the best for last. Cause this is, this is my, uh, other surprise news of the week. Eric, I think you broke this one to me. You sent oh. it over. Uh, Armor Wars is now being developed yeah. as a film instead of a series, and Don Cheadle is still on board as Rhodey. Which I think we both are on the same page in that this is probably a step up. Yeah, love this. Love this. Oh, son of a bitch, we got, we got audio issues again. No way. I don't understand what's happening. Okay, just in case I have to use this as a transition, we had... Uh, Jesus Christ, this dog. Just in case I have to use this as a transition, we had more uh, technical difficulties again. Um, so please tell me about Armor Wars. Yes. Okay. So this was already a weird thing, right? Because this show was announced a long time ago. And I think a lot of people were thinking that it was going to be a case of, hey, are they still doing this? Uh, but then they're like, yeah, we're still doing it. We're still doing it, you know? Um, and I think a lot of people thought that. Ironheart might be in this show, but it doesn't quite look like it now because she's going to have her own show. She's going to be a Black Panther Wakanda forever. No, 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 no. There is a 110% chance. 110? Yeah, there's no chance Ironheart is not in the show Armor Wars. Dude. No chance. That'd be fucking hilarious. She'd be like, actually, no chance. It's a plastic polymer. Um, <laughs> but uh, regardless, now it seems like even after they confirm that the show is still happening, it is now going to be a feature film rather than a series. Yes. Which is great. Big upgrade. That's why. Could you imagine Falcon and the Winter Soldier as just being Captain America 4? Probably would have been oh pretty good. Oh my God. Good. Yeah. Would have been so much better. Cut out all the bullshit and just get straight to the point there, you know? Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a kind of a weird journey it's been on because it just seems like it, no one was talking about it. Okay, it's still happening. Now it's going to be a movie. Sure, sounds good. I don't know. Rhodey's funny. I think it'll, yeah. it'll be a good thing. Yeah, Don Cheadle's amazing. He can obviously absolutely carry a movie. Um, I'm so psyched for this. I was, I was pretty excited for the series. I'm even more excited for the movie version of this. Yeah. Um, movie budget, baby. Movie budget, I think there's a non-zero chance we get an RDJ cameo. 
perhaps in the form of like a like a new Jarvis or something, like just something he left behind, Dude. something Tony left behind. That um, would be crazy. That was not what I was expecting you to say. I think, I mean, I'm not confident enough to say that's for sure going to happen, but I think it's an absolutely a possibility. Um, because, yeah, they've now unlocked movie budget. Um, <laughs> well, we had to pay him $200 million just to use his voice. <laughs> yeah. But if it's just his voice, then that's easy. I- exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm I'm super excited for this. I'm really glad they made this decision. I think a lot of these series would have been better as a movie. The only one I think Loki was great as a series. I don't think that would have worked as a movie. I think Hawkeye was great as a series. Yeah, I think Hawkeye, Loki, and WandaVision, and She-Hulk. Yep, yep. Yeah, perfect agreed. as series. Agreed. Moon Knight should have been a movie, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier should have been a movie for sure. Miss Marvel could have been a good show. But yeah, I think they, they I th- fumbled it in the middle. But I think it needed to be a show at the same time. Or it maybe didn't need to be. If it was more if they leaned into the Spider-Man-ish aspects of like the first episode and the last episode, I think it would have been a great movie. But Yeah, I agree. I like, yeah, you could kind of cut out the partition stuff and make a really good movie out of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah. Those are the three or no four when you add She-Hulk. So She-Hulk, Loki. WandaVision, Hawkeye. All great shows. Yes. I wonder, I'm really curious to understand like the profit aspect of the series versus the movies and how they make that decision now. It just seems interesting because you know they can make like a billion dollars on a movie. And I just wonder how that works when you own a streaming service, right? Because you obviously need content for it. And it's just like, how do they see that money? And how does that work as like a business model? I'm very interested in that. Yeah, I uh, I would be willing to guess, having worked for a large corporation for many, many years, that um, there's almost no actual logic behind the decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. I think I think it's probably just someone in a higher up position makes a call. And that's probably all there is to it. To Listen, you've got to make 17 more Marvel shows, you see? Otherwise, the kids won't subscribe to our streaming service no longer. Yeah, I feel like the, the data behind like streaming service subscriptions and original content is so like dubious to begin with. Yeah. That, uh... I mean, the financials behind movies are already pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. So but I, they got to be seeing money from them because, man, they're like series. Like, I feel like no one wants to make movies anymore because they want you to be watching longer. Yeah, but I think that's one of those things where, like, executives don't under. I don't think executives know necessarily why they want people to be watching longer. They just yeah. know everybody else wants people to be. They know social media is all about watch time. So they're like, well, we, we got to get in on this because that's just how it, it works. <laughs> And they, they don't necessarily uh, know why. You could have just ended that sentence. With, I don't think executives know. Well, yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. It's but. it's crazy. Here, let me give a piece of advice to our listeners that I got maybe ten years ago from a boss who owned a, a company I interned for, and this has always stuck with me, and it becomes more true every year. Uh, he told me never assume anyone anywhere in any like professional capacity knows more than you just because of their position. Yeah. And that is the truest shit because a lot of the like executives I've met personally, and like a lot of them are very smart people, but they're just, they just don't like get it. You know what I mean? They just don't get it. Like yeah. they're like, they like almost all of them are missing a core aspect of why people actually like their uh, their product. Yep. And I mean, that's apparent to everyone in the world when it comes to like Sony and shit like that. And I think Kevin Feige is not one of those people, clearly. He gets it. Because well, he gets involved. Right? Yeah. That's yeah, the thing yeah. is because like every corporate structure, you're playing a game of telephone. I yep. work for a big corporation as well. And it's just like you have a boss and then it's four levels up to like the people making the decisions. So <laughs> yeah, literally no playing telephone, right? And everyone yeah. kind of changes the message 
to what they think the next person wants to hear. And then what do you get at the end? You know, something completely different than what is actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy how these big companies work, but anyways, back to, no, I was just going to say, just to wrap it up. I, what I, I've, I said this to someone last week, I'm astounded that anyone is able to get anything done and that anything is made. Yeah. It's always the biggest surprise to me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, it's crazy. Yeah. The world's wild. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to this Armor Wars movie. I feel like there's no chance it could be worse than Thor Love and Thunder. <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's there's a very look. I didn't hate Thor Love and Thunder, uh, but it's I, uh, I, I uh, hated yeah. parts of it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's 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 fair. Uh, it just wasn't what it should have been. But, yeah, agreed, uh, agreed. Yeah. It's just yeah. Do you have any other fun, exciting news for us this week, Eric? Um, no, go, go, go watch Andor. That show's really fucking good. <laughs> it's amazing what you do when you step outside the volume. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Alrighty. Let's jump into it. We've, we've had a lot of news this week, so let's go into She-Hulk episode seven titled The Retreat. Mm. All right. Hurting for a yurtin', baby. <laughs> <laughs> for a year <laughs> oh man this episode not much happened but it was pretty good yeah I yeah say. i liked it i like um it. okay so we were feeling a little bit worried about this josh guy yeah because he was too fucking nice fuck this guy and you know what we should have trusted our gut because <laughs> there's something going on there okay yep. so jen goes on several dates with josh it's going well okay she like refused to kiss him on one date and then the next date, she fucks him. And I'm just like, I don't get that. You're in like, you're at least 30, right? I'm assuming Jen's at least 30. No, hold on, hold on. I think you're misremembering things. The first, there, first of all, I don't think it was only two dates. And, and second of all, the was, very was first a time dates, jump or what? No, there was a bunch of shit happening between. And the very first date, Josh went for the handshake like like an absolute fucking knob. Yeah, he did. Yep. So that so that's on him. I don't think that yep. was on Jen at all. Um, but then wasn't the next one he was going to kiss her by the door as she said goodbye, and she kind of slips away into the apartment. I thought I didn't take I didn't take that as like oh, a, her. She was refusing him. No. Eric's gonna Eric's gonna blow up. This is guy this is a- not doing it for us today? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I can hear him screaming. Fuck. Here we fucking go! God damn it! <laughs> Goddamn thing sucks! <laughs> oh, do it do live! It live. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. I don't like it when I can feel like I'm relating to Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. <laughs> Something's yeah, gone very majorly wrong. That's never good. Wrong. Never good. All right. Where do we leave off? We're, uh, we're talking about how much of a bitch. Uh, what's his name? Josh? Josh. Josh. Josh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, hey, if you're, if you're past... I would say 25, and that might be a little bit or young even, but still, if you're past 25, yeah, you, you just don't have time for anything, right? There's no time for games, all right? So don't give me don't... a handshake, all right? Oh, yeah, the, the handshake was a, That's uh, really what was was... a loser move. Yeah, just more disturbing to me. It's, you know. Yeah, if you go on a date, Never, ever, ever end the date in a handshake, ever. Listen. Ever. There's no situation that you should go. Bare minimum, go for a hug. Bare minimum. You know what? I, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a little personal here, but yeah, I think please it's okay. Do. I am not a very forward person. I'm okay. like an introvert. I don't really, I don't feel comfortable in a lot of social situations. But if on our first date, I was like, listen, if she's feeling this, I'm kissing her. Yeah, right? that's how, And if yeah. she's feeling that, we're making out, all right? Because you know what? 
I'm a goddamn adult. All right? And I don't even think that's yeah. that crazy, right? There's people that, like, you know, they, if they don't fuck on the first date, they're they're done. But, you know, that might be extreme for some folks, but... Um, yeah, that, I would say that's a little extreme. Yeah, I, I don't uh, think yeah. You and, and, you know, that's not me or whatever, but I would just say it's just like, hey, if you can't kiss someone on the first date, if you're, like, an adult to the adults, right? Yeah. Then, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, everyone's I, I different, would, but still, damn. I would agree. This is a this is the dating advice podcast. Yeah, I mean, I think you you always yeah. go for the kiss on the first date, always, unless it went horribly, which you will. Right, know. Yeah, I mean, you gotta feel you'll it know. out. No, yeah, but like, if it, it went okay, like if you think if you're about to ask this person on a second date, you gotta go for the kiss. That's just yeah. how it works. Otherwise, it just kind of starts. I feel like the anticipation. And it gets you know. like awkward after. Yeah, that. you know another thing. You know now now that we're the dating advice podcast, I always would try to meet people that I talk to on tw- on Tinder sooner rather than later. Otherwise, you get into the what I call the the weird long distance relationship esque feeling of yeah. like you feel like you know someone via text <laughs> and you meet them in person and you're like this is weird. Yep, yep, yep. So, but yeah, okay. So Josh and Jen, they're dating. Everything seems to be going well. Um, and then she wakes up after they, they, they have sex or whatever, and he's gone. And she's like, well, like, I'm Which so- is a shit move to begin with. Don't I, do I, that. I don't know how people do that. I guess I don't yeah. sleep deep enough. If someone moves, I'm like wide awake. Um, but yeah, she's, what does she text him? She's like, wow, like I'm feeling so great. I've been smiling. Yeah, can't, can't stop smiling. Can't stop smiling. Which I honestly brutal, didn't think, I didn't think it was that bad. I don't know. I don't know. You had sex. It's all right. You'd be happy. I guess. No, but. no, no, no. Not a brutal. I mean, brutal that like the situation, like sending a text like that, being so excited. Oh, yeah. 100%. And not, and not getting. So this. I feel like anyone of a certain age can relate strongly to this episode. I sure as fuck can. Yeah. There's this, so much so much cringe in here. This one was <laughs> like tickling around trauma. Yeah, yeah, big time. Big time. Yeah. It's uh very emotional. I felt so bad for Jen. Like it it really made me feel for Jen this episode. Nothing's worse than uh being vulnerable with someone and then not going well. Yeah, yeah. This makes it harder to do that with anyone else. So yes. Um. All right. So she texts him, doesn't hear anything back, and then you know, pretty quickly after that, she receives a phone call from the parole officer of uh, Emo Blonsky, who is letting her know that his inhibitor, which is like basically his uh, what do you call those things, his ankle monitor to make sure he doesn't turn into abomination. Yeah. Um, is broken and it went off and he wants her to come with him so that he doesn't basically die. (laughs) (laughs) Sneeze incoming. So that's basically the whole tee up of this story is that she needs to go to his remote, you know, little retreat to check on him, make sure everything's good. So they go and check on him. And I don't know, he kind of gives this like weird excuse about like running into an electric fence, right? Yeah, pretty convenient considering there's he's living with a mutant with electricity powers, but sure, electric fence, whatever you say, Emil Blonsky. Yeah, I don't trust anyone named Emil, but um, <laughs> yeah, so like basically the officer is leaving, she's about to leave. And then they run into a fight between, I don't know how you say the one guy's name. It's Manbowl and Elagila. Elagila, yeah, who is basically not a matador, but pretty much a matador. <laughs> and, like they get into a fight and basically destroy her, uh, her Toyota Prius Prime, as she tells us. So this episode was brought to you by Toyota. Um, Indeed. And so she basically has to stay until it can be towed, which is going to take some time because they're in the middle of nowhere. She has no cell reception and it's driving her crazy because she's just waiting for this text back from Josh. Um, the entire thing that, that bothered me is she's on an iPhone, right? She kept swiping up at the bottom of her text. 
And I kept screaming at the TV. I said, that doesn't do anything. Why are you swiping at the bottom of your text? It does absolutely nothing. And so that was driving me crazy. But um, so she keeps waiting for a response, doesn't get anything. And she attends a group therapy session with Blonsky, uh, Elagila, Manbol, a supposed vampire named Saracen, who is a member of the ancient group of vampires from Blade Number One. Um, and Wrecker of the Wrecking Crew, who she was attacked by previously. And I don't know about you, Eric, but this has started setting alarm bells off for me when he showed up. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I think I texted you after I watched this. I don't trust anyone in this show currently. <laughs> I think pretty much everyone is out to, uh, to get Jen at this point. The thing Um, that really got me with this whole group is, first of all, how did that guy get there so quickly, you know, after all that happened? But, like, all of these people basically had powers or skills or weapons that would draw blood. Ah, interesting. So you had Manbull, who's got his horns. Blonsky's Blonsky. Elagila had his sword. Porcupine is a porcupine. Saracen drinks blood because he's a vampire and has vampire teeth. And then the wrecker obviously was already trying to get her blood with his discount wrecking crew and their uh, Asgardian, you know, wrecking crew stuff. Um, and so I just got so like so tense throughout this entire episode because I'm like, they're just this is all planned. She happens to be stuck with them at this retreat with the guy that wanted her blood. And we know that there's some people that want her blood. It just, I don't know. Part, uh, part of me really hopes that the retreat is just a retreat. It's not though. It's not <laughs> yeah, guaranteed. It's, it's not. It's like way too obvious, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so and then they just happened to fuck up her car. So she had to stay there all day. No. Yeah. And they couldn't all talk point. to anyone. And then they end up getting her to open up. And they convince her to delete Josh's number and let go of all of her feelings towards him. Mm. Which also seemed very mighty convenient. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they basically go through the whole therapy thing. And this is what makes this all worse. Is that if this is not just a retreat, then they once again made Jen be vulnerable. But they were betraying, you know, kind of the truth and the honesty yeah. of the situation. Oh, which is really fucked up. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I've ever at least in the shows, I don't know if I've ever like felt worse for a character than I do for Jen in this show all the time. Yeah, it's like basically her and Thor, you know, in the state of uh Avengers Endgame, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just like I don't I guess I don't understand why they wouldn't because at the end of the episode it's revealed that josh cloned her phone and then off screen stole a sample of her blood on behalf of he sends a text message to hulk king after sleeping with her and so yeah he confirms that he stole some of her blood he cloned her phone why do they need to go through so much trouble to delete his number off her phone yeah, that's a good that's a good uh point which I saw brought up in uh in the comment sections on Reddit. Um cuz he could have just deleted it. But I guess maybe because then that would have instantly set off like why did he what happened here? Um yeah. it's like it's it's like if this you want like someone to natural, do something, maybe I guess I don't. Know. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you want someone to do something for you, make them think it was their own idea. So it's like that's uh, that's just like manipulation one hundred and one, and I feel like that's uh, what they were trying to do here. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's like so they manipulated her into dating Josh, and then they manipulate her to open up about what she's feeling about Josh in order to get her to let go of Josh. Man, it's just so fucked up. Yeah. And so, I guess email Blonsky is bad? Is that what we're, we're thinking? I'd, yeah, man. I w- honestly, I would have loved to see him like be reformed, but yeah, I think he's still a piece of shit. <laughs> I, think, I think he's a bad guy. 
because we only have two episodes left. We're supposed to see Daredevil in one of them, possibly the next one. Um, it's gotta be, gotta be the next one. And so it's, I, it, there's no way that they could just. This is all just a ploy to misdirect us further. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Man, but uh, she did go in the uh, the sweat yurt. Yep. And so there was that, but yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> this episode, not that much happened, but I enjoyed it a lot more than I think episode five it was when, uh, what did we have, like the whole trademark of her name and all that stuff. I just, this one felt pretty good to me, but I think it was also just the tension of like, I don't trust any of these people. And at any point, this could just go haywire. Yeah, yeah. This one made me feel a lot of emotions for sure. Yeah, that plus the dating angle. I just, oh, I hate when like people are like falling in love and like the person's just a piece of shit. Yeah. It's brutal, dude. Uh, brutal. Very brutal. But yeah, I'm very interested to see how this wraps up in two episodes. And so this episode got me excited about that. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, same. Do you have any other thoughts before we rate this bitch? Um, Oh, yeah. So I think that the I texted you this. I don't remember her name, but the woman at the law firm who represented Jen in the name case, um, she's that she's for sure. One hundred percent evil. She's working with book. Yeah, Mallory. She's definitely working with the uh, intelligentsia group. No question in my mind. She kind of just like push it aside, right? Yeah, she said, yeah, in the preview, which also the fourth wall break in this in this episode was pretty funny. It's like, did they previously on this guy? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I love that. That that had WandaVision vibes for me. Like, run the credits. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, I like that. But in the initial in the real previously on um, they played a clip of Mallory talking to the assistant who I can't remember her name either. and Mallory, they're talking about the intelligentsia site, and Mallory is just so flippant about it, which I didn't really realize. She's just like, oh, well, we just got to let her live her life. It's like, what? Like there's, like, there's death threats toward your colleague and supposed friend. Um, yeah, and then also be a little more concerned, you know? Yeah. And then after I made that connection, I was like, oh, also she represents that, like, weirdo who called her a specimen who's pretty clearly involved. Um, so yeah, I, I think Mallory is no good. I think we will, we will see that in the, in the upcoming episodes. Yeah. I, I think I'm with you there. It's just, uh, all signs are pointing to everyone's fucking over Jen constantly, despite her just being a pretty cool, chill person. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's tough. It's tough to watch. <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt. Um, all right. Let's rate this bitch. All right. Um, as we do on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our movies, shows, specials, whatever they turn it into, because shit's changing left and right around here, out of six whole unadulterated Infinity Stones. Eric, episode seven, She-Hulk, what do you got? Do you remember what I rated the last episode? I can tell you. Give me I'd one love, second. I'd love to know. Um... Did I rate it a four? You did. Episode five was a three, and episode six was a five. Hmm. I'm. I'm. I might have gone a little too high on episode six, but I. I guess I'll go five on this one as well because I liked it more than episode six. Yeah, I think but, I gave. Did I give it a five as well? I think I did. Let's see. Open just now. Yeah, we both gave it fives last week. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll go, I'll go five as well because I like it. I liked it better than last week, but I but it's like two episodes in a row where not much happened. Yeah. It's like I'm a little like, eh, but like as a as a standalone episode, this was really good. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think it, and we've said it several times before. Just because you give something the same number doesn't mean it. You feel the same about it. Obviously, yeah, you have to work yeah. within it. I feel like last week. Just barely got over a five. Yeah. I'd probably go four and a half if we could do halvesies. 
Yep. This one felt like a solid fucking five to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed it more. I thought it was good. It's well written. You know, there was a lot of stuff that it had me feeling. So yeah, this is a solid fucking five for me. And and I hope that the next two episodes kind of uh, kick it into overdrive a little bit in terms of the story. And I think it's even better as kind of the tension kind of reaches its climax. So Daredevil's in it, and they do it justice. It's an easy six. So we'll see. Yeah. I guess. For sure. All right, let's hop over uh, recommendations. All Got right, good. Um, nothing new and shocking, but I <laughs> recently decided to start a new save on Breath of the Wild, nice. Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. That game is perfect in every way. It's an absolute it's masterpiece. Very good. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think the first time I played it, it was one of those games where it's like, it's all you think about. It's all you want to do. You play it for hours at a time. And it's just like, I mean, you're playing it till one in the morning and even, and even still it's like, Oh, I just want to do this one more thing though. (laughs) And it's it's like one of those kinds of games. That game got me to buy a switch. Yeah. My buddy played it. I was like, fuck. It's worth it's worth having a switch just for that game, in my opinion. It, I yep. mean, it is truly a masterpiece of a, of a of a game, and uh, yeah, I'm feeling all those same things again. Even on a second playthrough, that game is fucking brilliant, brilliant. Um, I'm loving it. So if you haven't played Breath of the Wild and you like video games, uh, play Breath of the Wild. It's super. I hope the super, sequel super does it justice. Yeah, same. I think I'm pretty confident that it will. Um, oh. Very rarely does Nintendo drop the ball. That's true. That's true. What is that new one called? Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. R.I.P. Lizzie. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> All right. Um, I got a shout out before before my recommendation. Um, David Echo Guild, who's on on Twitter, I think it's Echo Park Twenty Four. He responded to uh, our our podcast on Twitter. Said, "Fuck the billionaires," which is the most important thing to say. Yeah. He said, also, Tommy, on your recommendation to Plex, you can sail the Jolly Roger of the interwebs and look at sonar, radar, and prowler. As always, cheers for the podcast, boys. Keep me well entertained. Um, and I wanted to say plus one on that. Um. If you're if you're interested, check out Sonar, Radar, and Prowler. Spelled how you'd think, only with an extra R at the end. They're basically apps that can like integrate with your server to basically like track. Um, you could look at movies, shows, audiobooks, and then kind of connect it with like all of the tools of your server, basically to like launch up all of your different content or uh, content. And so yeah. I'm right there with you, David. That shit is amazing, and it makes having like your own home server with media so much easier. Um, my cousin was showing me that, and it just literally changed my life how much easier it is to have stuff on there. Just very nerdy, but um, I find that stuff really cool. And so, plus one on that. Thanks for reaching out. Um, but I have a big statement to make, Eric, Uh-oh. and you're going to be upset, I think. Oh, no. I watched Hocus Pocus 2 last night. Oh, okay. That shit was amazing. Why would I be upset about that? Because Disney made a better sequel to Hocus Pocus than they ever made a better sequel to Star Wars. I mean, objectively untrue. <laughs> I was ama- I was like, man, how did like I okay, like I like Hocus Pocus. It's a good movie. Good family sure. fun from 1993. Sure. They make a movie almost 30 years later and they nailed it, dude. They fucking nailed Dang. it. I was not expecting to love this movie. I was like, we're just going to watch it. It's going to be a cheesy family Halloween movie, which it is. But they fucking nailed that shit. It was so Dang. good. And anyone that's like saying, oh, it doesn't have the charm of a blah, blah, blah. Shut up. It was great. Okay? <laughs> I, I went on Reddit and people are trashing this movie. And it's like, you're watching Hocus Pocus too. Yeah, okay, you gotta know all. what you're getting into. Okay, this isn't Citizen Kane. <laughs> Alright, but like, it's a Disney Plus movie. It's out now, you can go watch it. And in the spirit of the first one to the second one, it is so good, 
They got the original actresses for the Sanderson sisters back. There's a lot of new actors in it that are great. And they nailed it, I think. I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't read anything about it, which I think helped a lot, as it does with literally every movie. Don't watch anything, because it always will ruin it. <laughs> this shit was so good. I literally would give it six out of six. Easy. Wow. Wow. Better than the entire sequel trilogy of Star Wars. N- untrue. <laughs> Easily. Untrue. Guaranteed that. Better than not, Rogue not One. That, that's true. That's true for sure. I'm just, man, it's like, <laughs> I don't know if there just wasn't as much oversight from, uh, you know, all the, the white dudes up the chain or what. But, uh, yeah, I guess the lady that directed, like, uh, what is it? Uh, let's see. Hocus Pocus 2. It was directed by this woman named uh, Anne Fletcher, and she has directed a bunch of other stuff, too. She directed The Proposal with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, she directed 27 Dresses. I think that was the one I was thinking of. It was pretty big. Um, but yeah, just fucking nailed this shit, dude. I was so impressed. So go, like, if you've seen Hocus Pocus, go watch Hocus Pocus 2, because it's fucking Halloween season, and it was fucking great. And I loved watching all of the, like, they made some jokes about, like, modern shit that, like, obviously that didn't exist back in 1993. And they did a really good job of it. And, you know, some of it, I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty funny. But then, like, it actually integrated back with the story. I was reading some comments last night, and they are like, this is so poorly written. Go fuck yourself. You couldn't write a movie half as good as that shit. Okay. Reddit is always so far up their own ass. Um, yeah Hocus Pocus 2 6 out of 6 Infinity Stones fight me I want you to watch it and I want you to tell me that I'm wrong because you're wrong Um, (laughs) so yeah go watch Hocus Pocus 2 and then you can tweet us at Infinity Rewatch or shoot us an email at the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com tell me fuck the billionaires and fuck you you're wrong Tommy even though I'm not (laughs) Hocus Pocus 2 Go watch it. Boom. Mic drop. Wow. I feel wow. strongly about this shit. Yeah, clearly. I was so, in, so impressed by it. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. I'll have yeah. to watch it. I mean, I really like Hocus you're pro- Pocus You're one. probably going to hate it now, but, uh, you know, highly recommend no, I, it. No, I know uh, my expectations are appropriately set, I think. It's just like She-Hulk, right? You know, I keep seeing comments on Reddit, too. Not that all this stuff is just on Reddit. You know, there's people on Twitter. There's people all over websites and shit. Like, I finally gave She-Hulk a chance, and it's a lot of fun. It's like, yeah, you know, it turns out if you just, like, judge something based off of what it is rather than, like, you know, it needs to be, you know, the the Green Mile or, you know, some, you know, (laughs) ridiculous shit. Like, everything needs to be based on what it really is, right? In a Hocus Pocus 2 movie can't be judged on whether it's an Oscar contender. Right. It's like, did it take what was, it was originally meant to be, expand on it, and do it in an interesting way? Yeah, then you'll enjoy it, right? Is it going to have the best CGI on the planet? No. It's a Disney Plus movie, you know? <laughs> and so, from, from what it was, it felt like I was watching another Disney Channel original movie. And, yeah, that's the best. And that's, that's what you want. Yeah, I don't know why you'd want anything else. And it was great. Six out of six, ten out of ten, a hundred out of a hundred. Is Salem the cat still around? Uh no. Oh, that's a bummer. Though they, uh, well, no, because at the end of the first movie, he he's he oh, turns that's, back that's into right. He turns into a real Thackeray boy again, right? Yep, 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 yep. But they do make some jokes about it. Okay, they do make some jokes about it, and so yeah, because the original kids aren't in it. It's oh. just, I think the only people that are in it from the original are the sisters. Wow. No cameo from like the original uh, girl? No, I don't think so. I think it's just the sisters that are in it. Okay. But it works. I think it all works. Um, Dang. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'll definitely watch it. I, I have very fond memories of Hocus Pocus 1. Yeah. Yeah. Because we watched Hocus Pocus earlier in the week. And then we watched Hocus Pocus 2. Um, and I think that might have helped too, because instead of having kind of like this nostalgia view of it, like it was very fresh in the mind. Um, and I got to say, for a 29-year gap, um, all those women looked so great. 
for yeah. you know the age difference. I never realized until we watched Hocus Pocus this week that that's Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, that's crazy. And yeah, Bette Midler barely looked like she changed at all. Wow, which is crazy to me. Twenty nine years. Um, but yeah, it's got a fifty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. People are dumb. All right, I'm glad I, love I didn't. This. I'm glad I didn't look at any, like, you know, like, sometimes you see a review and you're like, eh, 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 kind of, someone said, had no soul. Oh, my gosh, these people are crazy. <laughs> it just, uh, it was so much fun. It was I, a great movie. I love the passion. I absolutely love See, I, like, you know, we watched the movie, and I, I literally, last night, I was like, yeah, I'll probably just, like, be on my phone a little bit. I'll probably, dude, I loved it. And so I've become so passionate about it because I just couldn't believe everyone's shitting on it online. It was so good. I feel, I don't know if I feel as strongly, but I feel similarly to the Ryan Reynolds movie, The Adam Project. It's, uh, it's just one of those movies that it's like, it's just, for what it is, it's perfect. It's just like a great family film. Uh, just super That's the fun. one with the young kid, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, young, yeah. the the kid who does the world's greatest Ryan Reynolds child impression. Um, so weird. Yeah, yeah, I I like movies like that. Just feel good, just feel good movies. What's this like? Every other, every other like uh, reboot or what do you call it? like reunion show? Yeah, or like after like they're ninety percent of them are shit. And yeah, this one I didn't think was shit. I thought this was completely justified, and they made the right decision. Love that it. was good. This and Twin Peaks. I don't know if there's anything else that I think is just as good coming back. But um, yeah, so sorry for that ten minute rant, but I'm not sorry because you need no. to fucking watch this movie. <laughs> All right, Happy Halloween. I love it. Fuck your billionaires. Before did we tell people how to how they can contact us? You can reach out to me telling me how much you loved Hocus Pocus 2. Twitter at Infinity Rewatch. Email the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com. All right. Haters beware. I'll talk about you on the podcast. Indeed. And fuck the billionaires. Fuck them. Fuck them because they didn't watch Hocus Pocus 2. Oh my God.